wish it started recording right when I said that. We are recording. <laughs> okay, so guys, we're back. Okay, all right, <laughs> slow down, slow down. Hold on. Let's just get our bearings here. Okay. Okay. Well, what did you say? You look so different. <laughs> I said, wow, I look so different in this, like, and, and like at this time when we're recapping versus when I used to, we used to recap before. I know. You know what's so crazy? Mm. I went through a real transformation during our break. I had bangs. <laughs> no, I don't. That's how long it's been. My bangs That's are gone. That's right. That's right. You had bangs. I went a little blonder. You're blonde. And I'm doing a little as, blonde. as Alex's friend said it. She did her hair. Exactly. <laughs> I'm actually doing my hair. Oh wow. I mean, no, but seriously, look how dark my hair is compared to you. That's crazy. It, I was looking at photos. I was like, is our hair too dark for us? Like naturally? Maybe you should no. go a little lighter. No, I'd love, I will die a brunette. Yeah. I'm not telling you to get bangs again. All right. All right. Before we get into what the episode is, we're back. So let's have a little state of affairs <laughs> discussion. First, of course, the obligatory. How are you? How have uh, you been these past few months? Well, I've been moving since March. that's why we haven't been back we said um hey guys i'm moving next weekend at the end of march it's gonna be a little busy we're gonna take a one week break yeah and then Honestly, neither one of us asked the other if they wanted to come back let's let's be honest though it's the only thing i love are movies and tv i guess because this will be an episode about tv but uh, the format we were doing before was just not working for us. So the state of affairs is we're bringing the podcast back, but we're going to have a little bit of a refresh, maybe some new artwork. We're going to play around yes. with the concept. We're going to we're going to see do we do we do again our blocks or four four movie blocks where we're recapping some of our favorite movies or do we just kind of talk about pop culture and then maybe do like a recap of a random movie here and there? What do we want? This is where the soul searching begins. It should have began before we started recording, but it's beginning now. (laughs) We're on this journey, just like the people we're going to talk about in this episode are on a journey as well. But I I like the second idea, like, you know, keep it casual It's becoming a chore. That's that's what it was. It's hard. And it's because. I mean, of course, when we I I like the idea that like, right, I go through these phases like I just watched a King Kong movie and I was like, we have to talk about King Kong on the podcast. Have we not talked about King Kong yet? You know, but then I'm like, what are we going to do a four four movie block about this giant ape? No. So I like the idea that maybe we watch a movie here and there and we decide we want to talk about it, you know, or maybe we just watch the season finale of Loki and we feel that we need to talk about it, which is what we're doing. today. Even the season premiere or there was a lot of shit with The Bachelor we could have spent time talking about. Now Roni is going up in flames. Real Housewives of New York. We can spend time talking about that. That's true. So I guess culture, I guess we're adding in some reality TV. But yeah, I mean, we got stuff to talk about. So today, today, I believe will be a Marvel themed episode talking about the Loki overall season, season finale, and then maybe a little bit of conversation about Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well as WandaVision. And we'll talk a little bit about Black Widow and what Marvel did right and how they fucked up. Oh, God. Anything to say before we begin? I don't have any notes. I'm here (laughs) in the spirit and hands of God. Oh, God. (laughs) And I'm going to let it. Jesus, I'm going to let higher powers take the wheel. So you became religious during our break? So yes, I got, I moved, I moved, I got engaged. I'm back in the office. That's right. I'm back in the office. 
My manager Which, quit this week because we're back in the office. How insane, by the way, to our listeners, plural listeners, we are, <laughs> we're, we live in Southern California. Did you see that LA is bringing LA. back the mask mandate officially? Selfishly, I'm going, what if we have to be home again? In like a month? I know, I know. I just can't, I can't seem to, I, I really can't figure out what's happening with COVID. There seems to be a very clear ocean that's dividing the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated in terms of how they're handling the virus. But at the same time, like what's going to happen? I mean, it's out of control in Tunisia and India and all these places around the world. We have one moment here, we have the mask and then we don't have the mask. I, I really, um, I don't think we'll ever I mean, shut down again, but I don't know. I think we're too far ahead to ever shut down again. So yeah. like if, because we're so far ahead in comparison to the rest of the world, like our friend Maddie was visiting from Canada mm-hmm. and she was telling us like Canada is still a day by day thing. Like it's lucky that they even were able to like come visit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they came here and there were no masks. Like they were like, it was just a total culture shock. Yeah. But how crazy, how quickly you adjust, right? How quickly you adjust either way, which is what I said would happen. And you guys are all like, no. Well, I've always said people forget easily, but I thought like going forward, you know, anytime you're in an Ikea on a Saturday and there are hundreds and hundreds of people, we wear masks or anytime we're in an airport, (laughs) we wear masks like these really high traffic areas, you know, we'll see if we got to put on a mask, I'll do it because it sucks everywhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we'll keep it at that. We won't get political. Yeah. You know, just okay. get vaccinated. It's not that hard at this point. It's on you. I know. I, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Look at the numbers, people. All right. Loki. Hmm. Sir Tom Hiddleston. He's not he's he has not been knighted. What did you give me? Give me one word to describe your thought on the show overall. Exhilarating. Wow. I feel alive again. Shut up. This is how I felt when WandaVision first started. It was so weird and out there. And it was such like, oh, my God, Marvel is still very much alive, even though even even though, you know, Endgame was such a flop. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I forgot. I forgot about how Endgame was just a total flop. And the MCU went and cowered and it it was disgusting what happened. Hot take. It was a flop. And but like. I just, those, those two shows made me feel like I, I just want to watch them again and made me feel so excited about what's coming. I just want Listen. all this weird stuff to keep happening. Okay. Oh God. I have so many thoughts. How do we, cons- okay. I agree that this show, I don't know if I would say made me feel alive, but <laughs> made me feel something after Endgame, I was like, I don't want to stick around for whatever bullshit storylines coming up. How are they ever going to improve upon Thanos and this idea and the heroes that have taken 10 years to develop that we know and love? Loki is the first thing, not even WandaVision, but Loki is the first thing that made me think, oh, my God, back in the MCU, I'm going to watch anything they make because I want to know what happens. But the other part of me is like, oh, God, now we're going to get into all this timeline bullshit and we're going to have multiple universes and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this is just a way to bring characters back from the dead. And I'm just like, but this timeline situation is interesting. It's different. It makes sense. Stupid Endgame was just like your typical, like travel back in time, fix the universe and like everything is fine. Yeah. We get what we want. I'll tell you what the time. Okay. So to kind of switch forward, I wanted to ask you this question later. 
It's fascinating to me that of their three TV shows, they used Loki as the vesicle to set up kind of the next, literally the next stage of the next five years or so in the MCU. They introduced the big bad on a TV Mm -hmm. show that airs on Disney Plus, and they're just hoping their audiences care enough to watch this TV show to stick around to the end. You know what I mean? Like, it's a real gamble to set up the future of your franchise, the future of every single storyline. It seems like the Eternals now makes a little more sense. Oh, they're going to be involved Mm -hmm. because Kang has been unleashed. You know, now Spider-Man, you know, is going to make more sense. But like to use Loki of all characters in a TV show of all things to kind of make this huge announcement. I didn't think they were actually going to do it. I thought like their TV shows were for the lower tier stuff. And I'm shocked. Well, I mean, Loki's kind of had his hands in everything, right? Yeah. He was the first big villain that the Avengers faced. Mm-hmm. And so kind of in a weird way, it like makes sense. Like he's handing off to like the next big bad. Yeah, it's true. Like going forward, the key players in the MCU now, it, instead of Cap and Iron Man, it's probably Doctor Strange, Wanda, Loki. You know, Loki, Good. who like arguably, yeah, he's he's been like more important than like the second tier characters, but he's never been quite the first tier either. You know what I mean? Like, I just love that Marvel knew the moment they killed him off. Like, what a mistake. We can't get rid of Tom Hiddleston. We can't get rid of this character. We're going to bring him back in a huge way. I don't think it was you know? a mistake. I think you don't think Marvel's like plan things probably years out. Sure, they've left things like loose enough for them to adjust where they need to be. But killing Loki mm-hmm. was not like, Oh, it's a mistake we have to correct. It was all part of the plan. Because I've heard the Russos talk about how they handled Infinity War and Endgame in terms of the writing. And they very much approach those movies like we're no longer setting up the future of the MCU. We want to end our arc the way we want to end it. Like whereas like Civil War, they were thinking forward. It's like that's what I've heard the Russos say in interviews like Endgame and Infinity War were their baby and they were going to do what they want to do without thinking of future. But they literally gave Loki like he picked up like the space stone. That's true. An endgame. That's true. I yeah. forgot about that. All right. I've, we had a little, uh, we had a little, uh, we, for, we forgot. <laughs> we can't She's, keep track. You're so rusty. If you're not ready for this podcast, we shouldn't be yeah. doing it. Yeah. You know what? You know what? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. We haven't done that. So I suppose we should say Loki follows our beloved Tom Hiddleston. We see in Avengers Endgame, he picks up the Tesseract and disappears into another dimension. And he ends up at something called the TVA, which basically what they do is they have to keep order of the sacred timeline. And this is all run by someone who's dubbed as he who remains, who ends up being Kang the Conqueror. But the story kind of follows Loki as he has discussions about what it means to have free will, what it means to, you know, just Love be yourself. subjective. <laughs> to love yourself, to be subjected to the fate of someone who's just running a sacred timeline that, you know, like the idea that kind of like, are we just all cogs and cogs in the machine who are going to be pruned by the TVA as soon as we step out of the bounds of what we're supposed to do? Or, or do we actually get to make our own choices? We end up seeing in the season finale, he meets Kang the Conqueror. One of Loki's variants, Sylvie, kills Kang. And this is kind of the first thing that's happened ever allegedly in the MCU, ever in the history of time that was not planned or preordained. And so now the person who's in charge of controlling the flow of time and controlling everyone's destiny is out of the picture. And we can only assume the person who comes in to do that job is going to be a monster, someone to be really terrified of, someone who's far worse. And so it's like the idea that Thanos was expected, Loki's uh, trying to take over New York was expected. Everything that's happened in the MCU has been expected except this one guy. This is like the real moment of complete madness that we've seen in the MCU. Yeah, chaos. 
Mm-hmm. And so that it's like amazing when you think about it, like, holy shit, we're in a stage now where there is no plan. <laughs> there's no one keeping charge of things. If something goes wrong, there's no one there who's going to clean up the mess. I wonder if Thanos like had survived and kept the stones, would he have like gained the knowledge and power to like ever figure that out? I don't know. Yeah. So let's compare Thanos and Kang. What do we know about Kang? He's been alive for centuries. Mm-hmm. He is incredibly intelligent, right? He's obsessed with time. And the reason he created TVA is because there were variants of Kang on different universes who were malicious, who had malintentions. And he decided to end the multiversal war. Mm-hmm. He needed to create the TVA in order to control time and control basically maintain Keep one flow of time running. Yeah. And maintain mm-hmm. the universe. Right. So what do you think about him compared to Thanos? Well, I mean, we only have an introduction. Do you mean of like how he was portrayed? Yeah, a little bit of both. What do you think of him as a villain? Do you think he's up to being the next big bad? Conceptually, he's terrifying, right? And like they Mm -hmm. really try to emphasize that at the end of the episode when Loki like runs through what I assume is like the library, like the Library of Congress at the TVA, let's call Mm -hmm. it, right? Where all the documents are. Um, And he goes, he's terrifying. He's He's the scariest thing. But like, Thanos, of course, like his physical presence was more like mm-hmm. scary, I think, more terrifying. Yeah. Um, and Kang, like the, you know, Jonathan Majors kind of had like a fun take on him, but I assume mm-hmm. he's going to, we're going to see as people are dubbing it like angry Kang later on in, yeah. in the films that are to follow. Yeah, I just think conceptually he's horrifying, but I'm not scared of the character we've seen with our eyes yet. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I so Jonathan Majors plays Kang, right? We know him from The Five Bloods, but he's also famous for Lovecraft Country, a show on HBO. What did you think of the performance? I love. I loved it. I thought it was fun, and he yeah. like he like stole the show. When I was watching it, I was like, "Wow, this guy like just came in the last half hour, and like I know this episode is all about him." Mm-hmm. And I liked that it was kind of fun and quirky, um, and it, he just told the story so well, told yeah. everything so well. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, like, this guy had 30 minutes to make an impression and he did. And I really liked how the camera would just hang on him, even if he wasn't saying anything. He literally they was not doing anything. They just wanted to look at his face and see what he would see, you know, what kind of expressions he would make. Did feel like the performance was a bit campy, like a bit eccentric. And I think it's because he had remind you of the Joker minutes. a little bit. Like no, the Joker. yeah, but like a less like I know how talented Jonathan Majors is. So it's not a diss to him as the actor, but like. Yeah, a less like believable version of the Joker. It was just a little Mm -hmm. bit like, guess what? I'm crazy. And I've been here for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. And, you know, oh, my God, it's so exciting to have people in my mansion. Like there was just something about him. I was like, I hope he was too forced. Maybe a little forced. I don't know if I liked his chemistry, honestly, with Sylvie and Loki. Maybe that was just it. I have a hot take. I don't care for Sylvie. (gasps) Wow. I don't really like find her like an interesting character or the acting. I don't find it interesting. Interesting. She was just a vessel for the story. I really liked her up until this episode and I'm all, I want Loki to have a love interest, but I don't feel like him and this actress have believable enough chemistry, honestly, to have like to throw in a, like it needs to be like when you see them together on screen for the first time, it's so magnetic, you know, it's going to happen. Like him and Owen Wilson, him and, you know, Chris Hemsworth, great chemistry, even him and uh, Iron Man. Right. Yeah. There was no chemistry there. Yeah. Even it's him just, and Natasha. Remember in the Avengers and him I and Natasha know. when they were speaking I've, and she was like, thank you. You played like a, like, uh, thank mm-hmm. you for your cooperation in this investigation or whatever. It was yeah. great. I thought that was going to happen at one point. 
But Natasha's another story. We'll get to Black Widow. But, um, but yeah, the Loki, the Sylvie stuff is interesting. It's like, what is the plan for her? Unless Loki mm-hmm. dies and she becomes Lady Loki, like, what's the plan here? You know what I mean? Well, she did say something interesting, too, though, that kind of makes me go, huh, are we interpreting all this wrong? When she, like, mm-hmm. right when she kissed, kissed him in the, fin- in the finale and pushed him into, like, uh, the TVA, right? Like, out of, you know, the mm-hmm. the Citadel. She goes, I'm not you. And, like, yeah. oh, so are we wrong? Was she actually not a Loki variant? I still feel like maybe Owen Wilson was a Loki variant. <gasps> you do? Well, okay, because think about it. When he got pruned, Owen Wilson showed up in the what, what's the place called where they all the pruned the void, go? the void. He but that's where up everyone there. goes. But they like they like the other Loki said, like, it's most of us that are here. Right. And oh. so like how convenient that Mobius showed up and like Sylvie, maybe Sylvie had the knowledge of where to go, like mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. an enchantress. So maybe she was able to get there to the void. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the other Loki variant was like right under eyes. Like I had told you my theory was that Mobius was trying to like bring down the TVA. Mm -hmm. He knew like he knew that they weren't actually the good guys. So he kept sending these variants. Like there was one who's like constantly killing the other, the Minutemen. And then he was trying to find the right Loki to help him like crack the code. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was like a Loki himself. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Huh. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I mean, Sylvie, though. Okay, so the the rumor is Loki shows up in Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. I doubt Sylvie will be there. I feel like she's a yeah. TV character. Like she'll be in season two. Yeah. What do you think oh, about sure. there being a season two? I'm very excited. It's really interesting. It means like, especially if Loki shows up in Doctor Strange, that's it. Like it's officially we're weaving the movies with the TV shows. Like you have to be up to date with everything to understand the cohesive yeah. storyline, you know? Well, the multiverse is going to be very confusing. My friend A-Rod texted me. He's like, okay, so wait, what happened? And I had to explain it. And I was like, this is kind of confusing. But I, I told you that I think like season two is going to be them getting back to like the real world earth. Yeah. And that's kind of where they run into Doctor Strange. Or I think that's how it's going to come together. It's going to be the thing that oh. pushes us into the multi, the Doctor Strange film. Because that doesn't come out till March. So maybe yeah. like it's a quick turnaround time and they're able to do it. When does Thor come out? Thor comes out May 6, 2022, and Doctor Strange oh, I, comes I thought, out I looked at March 2022. Yeah, Wait I know second. March. Doctor Strange is March. But Doctor thought... Strange is March, and then Thor is May. So when is Loki season two going to come out? Is it going to come out before all this or after? And when does Eternals come out? Eternals comes out this November. This November. Oh, my God. There's just too much going on. <laughs> I don't know where things are going to go. Do you have a prediction where things are going to go? Do you think there'll be another Avengers? They're probably going to do the Young Avengers, right? Okay, but then so we're never going to get a group up again of like Wanda and Loki and and Thor. And I feel like we are. We're going to get. You're going to have to, right? If Kang is as like, you know, hard of a villain to defeat, there's no way that they can do it alone. Well, are they going to call it Avengers or the Eternals? You think like the Eternals are the new Avengers? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people join the Eternals or like they all just like kind of get together in the eternal well even like technically the avengers didn't include as a group you know league if we're talking legalities or whatever it didn't include dr strange and like hong like they all just came together in an avengers film yeah so that's probably what it'll be again right yeah i guess if we're talking legalities yeah legalities (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right
right. My next question oh, for you. Gosh. Let's talk about Hiddleston. How do you think the show handled the Loki character, his performance? What do you feel? I was thinking about it today. I was like, you kind of forgot that like the Loki that is at the TVA was the one that had just tried to kill millions of people on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it was like that version of Loki. And so he so quickly just fell into the one that we know at this point as the yeah. films have gone on, which is kind of like, how believable is that? But I mean, I'm just like nitpicking at this point. Mm-hmm. But I that's why they showed in the first episode, they have to show Loki his life story to get him yeah. up to date to where we left off. But like him, to do right? that, like much of a mental flip, how many, how long have we been trying to change Layla? What else do we? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Okay. Okay. Listeners, don't, uh, don't worry about that. That's just some personal information. Maybe we save it for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They did I it in one you. episode. I hear you. But it's not like we've kidnapped Layla and showed her the future of her life. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the direction of the character? Like Kate Heron made the show. She directed it. What do you think of her handling? Do you like the kind of iteration we see on screen? I, I like him. Yeah. Like, it, you know, you know, like one of our favorite moments, I know this is like when we see Loki really sad after his mother has died and he's in like, he's trapped on um, Asgard and yeah. he's putting on this facade that he's totally fine. And then like mm-hmm. Thor is like, show me what you're really like looking like. And he's on the yeah. floor beaten down and like bloody and depressed. Mm-hmm. I like that Loki. Okay, That's so- kind of what we have at the end of the series. <laughs> you like, oh my God, wait a minute. You like Thor, the dark world Loki? That's your version of Loki that you he like? He was sad and sweet. That's when he starts to change and become better. He starts to change. And then he backtracks and sends his father to some some old person's housing in Norway. That, so that was, that was, <laughs> I mean, we all found that funny and you know what? <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is probably tired. Okay. He's tired. He's okay. Tired. That's so interesting. That take from you, my God, I was not expecting <laughs> it. Cause I was thinking, you know, like after I watched black widow, I was thinking about how Scarlett Johansson was just kind of thrown around from male director to male director. And each person had a different version of the character and kind of like and so I was thinking about Loki and my favorite iteration. Weirdly, I feel like like Taika Waititi knew what to do with Thor, but I don't think he really knew what to do with Loki. Yeah. So I was thinking of my favorite version. Weirdly enough, I think my favorite Loki we've gotten is the first Thor movie directed by Kenneth Branagh. Like mm. to me, still today, the one of the best scenes with Hiddleston was him and Anthony Hopkins on the stairs in that like golden room in Asgard. And he's screaming at him like, what am I? Am I a monster? Like that's kind of like, that's so been sad. one of my favorites. I really like the first Avengers version of him, but I feel like it's amazing. Like when you give someone six episodes, basically six hours, we already had a good understanding of Loki, but it's like, wow, he's become like much more interesting in my eyes. And I really hope he sticks around for the MCU. Like I, I'm yeah. not tired of him yet. And I really hope he can. I mean, we, we were devastated when we thought like they killed him in infinity wars, but like this, like for sure solidified to us that like deep down inside i think it made made us realize oh you we can't do this without him yeah this guy needs to be on the screen like still part of it Mm -hmm. you need some of the ogs there and they're not gonna be there forever you do you know what's weird is like there are some characters you tire of and you're ready to end like i love downey and i could probably watch a thousand iron man movies but it felt like the right conclusion like it felt like his time had come like when mm-hmm. Hiddleston died, I didn't feel like Loki's time had come. You know what I well, mean? Well, because they've killed Loki so many times. So all like in our head, we're the whole time we're like, oh, he'll be back. So what did you what did you think of the series as a whole, though? What are you? I think by days? far their best TV show. Right. 
I liked that. My favorite thing about the show is it did what a TV show is supposed to do. Like one, we have a second season. So we know we have more of the story to look forward to. Like what drove me crazy about WandaVision specifically is it was kind of an end to like a means to an end. We didn't know who Wanda was. We wanted to show that she was upset. And then this movie, the show ended with her really realizing how powerful she is. And now she wants to find her kids. But it was kind of like WandaVision never had a fully realized story because it just was so about setting up her next stage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Loki feels like a fully realized story, but it also gives you enough breadcrumbs to get excited for what's coming next. Like there was an arc and characters reached the end of their goals. You know what I mean? Mobius is different in the last episode versus the first. Sylvie is different in the last versus the first, right? Like each character has kind of their own story and there's a satisfying conclusion. And that's one of the things that drive me crazy about Marvel when they're, when it just constantly feels like you're watching an endless array of like, all right, you got through this movie, but you're not going to get any real answers until the next one. So stay tuned mm-hmm. for two more years. Like I like that this was an actual story. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they bit the bullet and actually gave what everyone was hoping they would get. It was, it was a big risky move, but it paid off. It paid off. How do you think this stacks up though to Marvel in general? Like for me, this was top. And even the this early days of WandaVision, that was top. I agree. No, WandaVision, listen, WandaVision, what a success in the moment, right? Like now I know where I, I like this TV show as it worked better as a show overall. I think Loki did. There were moments of WandaVision where it was like, this is absolutely thrilling. <laughs> like yeah. I can't wait to see what happens. But yeah, I think Loki is definitely top tier Marvel. Mm-hmm right? What did you think of the concepts? Time, free will. How did you like the discussions? See, I prefer this so much to Endgame. It was a well thought out (laughs) explanation of time. It really was. And it was interesting and it was different. And like, it wasn't just a solution to like a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it it's something major to build off of where that like was just such a basic idea. Like, let's go back in time and get everyone like and save them. Like, just yeah, stupid. <laughs> no, I understand. I just God, I didn't realize even two years removed how upset you are about this. You're still, just I mean, can't get I'll still forward. rewatch it, but I'm just saying, like, what a difference, right? Like meticulousness yeah <laughs> of this show versus the interpretation of time and endgame i know marvel's so confounding on one hand there's such a universality to it and a cohesiveness because of kevin Feige and his team mm-hmm. you really feel like all the stories are interlaced but the russos just like they can't do complex they can only do like an abbreviated superficial version of a complicated story you need, they like can't... steven spielberg at this point like how do yeah. you do the mcu i mean we i will stop say... here the Russos did a great job with Captain America. That seems to be the character they really understood how to handle like Winter Soldier, Civil War. Like they knew what to do with Cap, but it's like, what a difference to have kind of a person behind the scenes to say, you know what, we're going to have six episodes when we have like three fight scenes, but we're just going to have these long conversations about time, mm-hmm. about what it means to make your own decisions, what it means to have agency, you know? I saw a tweet about the show and they're like people talking in a room for a long time. What a concept. <laughs> it's like a play. It felt like a play. They're like mm-hmm. I think Loki, especially the first Thor movie, had a Shakespearean element to it. So I just always associate that character like he's he's a little bit Shakespearean. Right. So like mm-hmm. it was nice. It felt like watching like when you have Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston on screen and they have such good chemistry, oh. like forget it. You can give me six hours of this. You know, I really hope too. this isn't the end of like Mobius and I, I, I want to see him in movies. But, you know, I, I don't want to push Owen Wilson either. I get it. 
I get it. You know, he likes to work with Wes Anderson. He likes to do his own thing and we don't want to push him. Oh God. (laughs) I've watched it three times and this is making me want to go watch it for a fourth. I I made Ahmed stay up till midnight to watch it. Right. You and I like called each other as soon as this is done. And Ahmed at like 20 minutes in, he fell asleep (laughs) and he woke up going, he woke up going, he's like, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch it today. I'm going to yeah. watch it today on my own. <laughs> oh, man. It's, okay. it's, he it's He's well-intentioned, you know? He tried. He tried. All right. Give me a ranking of the TV show so far. Three shows. I think I know what the ranking is, but. Oh, of it. course. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is one. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I mean, that was a pleasant show, but we've seen the formula before. Loki, yeah. WandaVision, and, and Falcon and the Winter yeah. Soldier. Listen, Falcon and the Winter Soldier had like, I loved what they did with the John Walker stuff, like the iconography mm-hmm. of having that shield dipped in blood. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit, Captain America. What would happen if Captain America was a murderer? Like the concepts were great and they had really high moments. But I think the like super soldier storyline fell really flat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, weirdly enough, lo- the villain Mackie, reveal. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't like Sharon Carter mainly because it, I just don't think people know what to do with her. And I'm just, I'm not into the character. I thought we were done with her. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know she'd be back. But don't you, now that you've seen Loki and WandaVision, seeing what they did with Loki and Wanda respectively, don't you feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier didn't really know how to handle Mackie and Sebastian Stan? Like they didn't really give them enough the sh- stuff the to show. do, I feel. The show, yeah. Maybe, yeah, because you have, well, I mean, WandaVision, you have two really big characters on screen together, right? But they're love Mm -hmm. interests. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't get the pleasure of seeing Falcon and the Winter Soldier's love interests. (laughs) So maybe it was like too big of characters to have them share the screen. Really? But would they work if they weren't on screen together? Like, do you want their chemistry is great? Well, that's the thing. I feel bad. I don't know why we're lumping these two in as a duo just because they have Captain America as a as. Well, aren't they kind of like opposite sides of the same coin almost? And that's why they go together. I don't think there's anything wrong with Anthony Mackie as like the forefront and then Bucky as kind of like the side character as we've been seeing him in general. Instead of like lumping them together to both be a main character rather than Mm -hmm. just giving one the stage to like one person who rightfully it should be Captain America, right? Mm -hmm. Who is now Mm -hmm. formerly Falcon. I will say, though, this show, very good point, actually, because when you think Bucky, like I would have much rather had seen him show up in Black Widow, to be honest with you, because he's connected to that story. I feel like it would have made more sense in that environment almost. Mm -hmm. But when you think Falcon and the Rear Soldier, I'll give him credit in the sense that Zemo is just like he's a gold. So cool. The three of them together. It really is. They work really well. And that's probably the best villain out of all the shows. (laughs) Overall, same ranking as you, Loki, WandaVision. And uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. Yeah. I think once we have everyone together, when you have Spider-Man and you have our new Cap and you have, you know, Doctor Strange, when when they're all sharing the screen again, it's going to really come to life. But it'll really make us miss Black Panther, I think. That's all I kept thinking. I wonder how things would be different. I know. Had um, I don't hmm. think Doctor Strange would be the new Iron Man if Chadwick Boseman had lived. I think T'Challa would be the new leader. So you multiverse know? wasn't in the plan. The I think Dr. multiverse Strange was multiverse? in the plan, but now it really feels like maybe I'm just overestimating what they're going to do with Benedict Cumberbatch. Whereas before, oh, he's like, the new leader of the past. Yeah, before yeah. I felt like Doctor Strange would be our new Iron Man, and then T'Challa would be the new Cap, and that we'd kind of have this duo. Now it really feels like 
it's going to be one story, you know, and yeah. Wakanda might not play as big of a role because Wakanda has the technology. They would have the, the infrastructure and the stuff like that, right? Like they would have been such an integral part of the story. And I wonder what Wakanda is going to be like in the different timelines, the different oh, branches. <gasps> oh my God. That's so crazy. That's another way another for them Black to Panther? easily. Um, that's one way for them to do it yeah. seamlessly. Right. Wow somehow like a different black panther comes through a different timeline Mm -hmm. yeah i do think that character is too important to not you know for us to never see the black panther again you know (sighs) but we also have the eternals i don't know we have too many honestly i just don't know where we're headed and i'm happy about it i'm happy it's gonna be angelina jolie (laughs) and benedict cumberbatch like (laughs) yeah (laughs) propelling forward (laughs) we can't forget fantastic four do you think are they doing that because Kang is distantly related <gasps> to Mr. Fantastic. He's like, no, like down the line related to his, like, like his son. Cause Kang is from the 31st century. Right. Yeah. So he's in the, from the future, essentially. Um, he's distantly related to Mr. Fantastic. So there's one way to bring back the, bring in the Fantastic Four. And hopefully they, I'm, I, that's what I really like. I keep thinking about the Fantastic Four and I'm like, I hope MCU like does this right. Cause wow. it's, well, because they've we've like they've tried so many times with them, right? And then such a failed yeah. like superhero group. But even though it's kind of cool, even though they're uh, such a beloved storyline, like the, mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four, like the Fantastic Four and X Men are such beloved, you know, such iconic comic book characters. You yeah. have to wonder. Did you ever watch the Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan Fantastic Four? No, I didn't. Did you? Oh God, Jenna, don't just don't. Okay, it's bad. Why? Why do they have such a hard time with it? It's bad. And the special effects were weird as hell. Like it was like the first time I've watched something superhero related. And I thought that looks fake. Even though this stuff <laughs> all looks fake. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But they've been hinting at it. So I don't think there's no way we're not going to get a Fantastic Four. Yeah. Right. We'll and in WandaVision, um, Monica knew that engineer mm-hmm. who she could call up for advice. And everyone thought it was Mr. Fantastic. I think we'll get X-Men before Fantastic Four, and I'll tell you why. Deadpool is officially part of the MCU. I heard about that. And he's a doorway to the X-Men. Hmm. I really think we could get, oh my God, I, I think we could get X-Men before Fantastic Four. Wow. That's too, does it, okay, so this is kind of the overarching thing. I'm so excited about all this stuff, obviously, but is it There's too, too much many. too fast? There's too many. It's, it's like a little bit like the beauty of when we take ourselves back to first Iron Man, it's like we had Cap and then we had Thor and then you know, like we're, we're slowly building the characters and then we had like our core group of six and then we, it's like now we literally have like 10 different movies that we can think of and I don't know, stressing me out. Well, you're not Kevin Feige. <laughs> I know, thank God. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how when he was a kid, he would go watch superhero movies in the theaters and then he would go home and get his action figures and try to figure out a better way to make the movie. Yeah. To do the story. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Good that could Kev. be you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Could be. Could be you. Oh man. Doesn't this all make you look though at the DC universe and go, what the hell's going on? They're on their like fourth it's version really, of Batman. It's really sad. I know. It breaks your heart. I mean, they have stuff coming out, obviously. Because like, what I- was the most beloved superhero film before any of this? What was it? The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. And then probably the original Superman movies. Mm-hmm. DC gave us our start. 
<laughs> I mean, listen, the most famous iconic characters are DC, arguably at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is probably, I think, like the Marvels. most beloved from the MCU, but like you can't beat ba- Batman, Spider-Man, but sorry, the Batman, Joker. Superman, and Wonder Woman in the Joker, right? Like you just don't. So why they have trouble with these movies? I mean, when I think about how bad Wonder Woman 1984 was, oh, just go, what's going on? It's like, it's so weird. Like there's so much good talent in, in Marvel. Like that they just take them all in DC. They're just like, no, you're okay. <laughs> you're what's yeah. left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, get God. Martin Scorsese in there. <laughs> Marty's like over my cold dead body. But you know what? What did they say about Ben Affleck's Batman script? That it was the best they've ever read. It was the best. And then, but Ben stepped away from the project because he couldn't do what he wanted, right? So what does yeah, that tell we you? Never, we never had our Justice League conversation, but you know what's so crazy about the DC universe? is like, say what you will about Zack Snyder, but he seems to be the only one with an idea. Mm-hmm. in a, a through line you know what i mean the only one with some sort of vision good or bad like joss whedon was fired because he literally didn't have any ideas for a bat bat girl movie or whatever they were gonna do like there doesn't they don't have a kevin feige and that seems to yeah. be their achilles heel the closest yeah. they got to, was Zack snyder who makes you know movies that look beautiful and they always have a few really great moments but ultimately it's you know not everyone's cup of tea i just feel bad you feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad too. I hope they get it together. I hope so. I mean, it's going to be hard. But as much they're as they're going to have to Marvel, get, you know, you know how like the Verizon guy jumped over to Sprint. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to get Kevin Feige to jump ship. Can you imagine? I don't want to sound like, oh, you know, one of these morons who doesn't know anything about cinema. We just sit here and we praise Marvel. But you have to appreciate the experiment that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, it's unprecedented. Mm-mm. It's remarkable they've made as many good movies as they've made. You know what I mean? Got to give credit where credit is due. But Marvel does not always get things right. Like, Jana doesn't make sense to release a Black Widow movie after Black Widow has died. No. no. All right. Give me one word to describe your thoughts on the movie. Uh, you know what's you weird? Uh. I really liked it. <laughs> I know. Okay. I was telling my friends, we were talking about Loki yesterday and then they compared it to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was like, yeah, I thought I really liked that. And she liked the Black Widow a lot. I, I wasn't too crazy about Black Widow. They're like, well, we don't really trust that as a penny when it comes to this because she liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier so much. There were good moments in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I now understand it was not. I, I ranked it as three. It was not the prime. It's okay. It's you can tier. like what you like. Listen, Black Widow, imagine if that had come out 2017 and imagine if we never had Captain Marvel 2019. How was this not the first female movie they started out with? That's all I kept thinking. I'm like, they just, it's like, they've never known what to do with this character. She's been so obviously directed by men. I'm not trying to blame men, but seriously, like Scarlett Johansson is so like, you know, she looks the way that she does and she's in this tight black suit. Like it was just so easy for them to kind of sexualize her and make her the pawn in a, in the male character's chess game. Why would they not give her her own movie? Like it's, it's just, it's such a lack of due diligence. I really don't understand it. You know what I did after I watched Black Widow? What? I want to see if you can guess. Can you guess? You watched Winter Soldier? You watched Captain Marvel? 
I watched Captain Marvel. What did you think of it? Upon I a put it on. Watch? I think what it is thinking about it now, as we're having this metaphysical discussion, (laughs) (laughs) it made me, I wish it was an actual origin story. I think that would have been the right way to go with her. um, Cause we never really got it. I, I get it. Like she was, you know, we saw her little origin story at the beginning, you know, with her, her sister and her, her dad, like, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. And we like know what the red room is now, like what Drake off did to them and all of that. But like, I think it would have been cool, like to see her kind of come out of that and like yeah. leave on her own, like for the first time. And maybe like they're after her and she has to like, you know, really shut them down and like make this whole different life for her. You know, like Captain Marvel was still like there was actually like, you know, her character was like there's not a lot of depth there it was a little like flat right but like there was still a cool story behind it and her powers are really cool yeah you know and her chemistry with samuel l jackson and and like this was like so i'm sorry this was so clear that she's like passing on the mantle to like yes another character you know what i mean it it wasn't even really for her in the end it was to introduce her sister who's going to take over yeah Listen, Scarlett Johansson, personal issues aside, which there seem to be just an insane plethora of, I actually think she can really act. I swear to you, like when I was watching the movie, I was like, there could have been a movie centered on her five years ago that actually would have been something interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand what you're saying about an origin story, but I think back to like, if they'd done the origin story route, they would have done it right after what Iron Man two. And it would have just been like some sexed up version of an assassin. It would have been like that Jennifer Lawrence movie. I wouldn't have needed it like then. I'm but that's saying now. Why been. didn't why didn't we go down that route now instead? Like, you know, like Luke, uh, George Lucas did it with Star Wars. Okay, yeah, Phantom Menace, people hate it. But like growing up, we like <laughs> wa- loved it. You know, as a kid, you loved it. It was like another, yeah. like it was a cool story for Star Wars. And like the third Star Wars film is like amazing. Like people yeah. love that. Um, you know, Revenge of the Sith. Well, listen, I mean, I like the version of Black Widow we got. She's like, more fully realized i keep using this term fully realized but she is right as opposed to like the version we would have gotten i worry about an origin story i i don't know uh, let me ask you this would it have been different if she never died at the end of endgame this movie still comes out today but we know she doesn't die yeah i think so because i think like the it was so performative it was yeah it was like you know all it was really was just to introduce her sister that's it and there are no stakes you know even though when you think about it like she actually does have one of the most interesting stories. Like her yeah. story isn't like, you know, I became super powerful and I don't know what happened and I don't know what to do with my powers. Like that's one of my favorite yeah. things about the Black Widow character is she's not worried about having powers that she can't control, which is the story for so many of these people. She had a traumatic past and she wants to rectify what she did wrong. Like that's more mm-hmm. interesting to me than. And so I don't know. I just feel like I liked the movie. I'm also just upset about the whole thing. I agree with what you're saying. It didn't feel like it was for the character. What do you think of Florence Pugh? She's been getting nothing but praise. What do you think? I don't know why. Same. Okay. I love her. I got to tell you, little woman, she stole the show. Yeah. I don't think she, it's like, like everyone is saying, oh my God, she blew everyone off screen. She's dying. She was the the best thing, a black widow. I didn't think she was. I was like, is she really? She seemed to be just okay. Like it was what I was expecting. It was just okay. It was just like a normal performance. It wasn't anything. I actually really liked Rachel Wise. Me too. And I really liked, um, oh God, I'm forgetting his name. David Harbour. Yeah. uh, Alexa. 
I really liked Alexi. I don't yeah. know if he's for everyone. I liked him I really too. Him. Yeah. Yeah. He was just a, this kind of, you know, washed out chubby dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Florence Pugh thing. I really like that. They chose a sister relationship. Everyone says she's so great and amazing. Now this character, Yelena, but I really think if you take her out of the sister dynamic, she'll fall flat. I, I, I mean, I'm still intrigued about what she's going to be like with, um, why am I blanking on her name? She's our vice president. Kamala Harris. No, not our real vice president. Veep. <laughs> oh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I'm curious to see that go down. I, I, yeah. I don't know if I'm as curious to see Elena or like Julia Louis-Dreyfus, like how is she going to wreak havoc like in, in yeah. the MCU and what is she going to mm-hmm. like, what's, you know, what's going to be the chemistry with these characters that she's targeting. But yeah, it's not, I'm more excited for everything else other than to like hear, like learn about Elena. I agree. I agree. The pros for me from this movie were I was watching and it didn't feel like a Marvel movie. And I think that's a good thing. Like the way it was filmed, I actually thought it was really cool. I really liked that introduction with the family. Like you had no idea what was mm-hmm. going on. The scenery was gorgeous. The fighting was actually like, there were some stunts that they did. I was like, that's really great. Like the stuff on the motorcycle or her first When they were falling out of the, like the station up in the sky. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. Like ultimately this movie really is five years too late. Yeah. And they shouldn't have used it as a vessel for another character. They just shouldn't have done that. You know, it's like, I, I I don't understand. How are you that tone deaf? I don't know why can't they do the women justice like Captain Marvel in my mind. It's a combination of I just don't really like Brie Larson and I don't think they're ready to handle like the fact that the most powerful character in the MCU is this woman whose powers are like like how are you going to find anything to contest Captain Marvel's powers? You know what I mean? She's like indestructible. (laughs) She's like a nuclear bomb. (laughs) I don't you know in the sky like yeah I just don't know like it's a combination of not knowing what to do with the character and then maybe the casting like Black Widow, like they've had her for 10 years. They had 10 years to get the story right. And it was just kind of murky. You know, I I don't know. And it's, there's a female director, female writers. Like, did you not realize when you were doing it that this is all to like set up other films? Again, like I will say, I really liked the movie. When I watch the movies in timeline order, I'll watch it for her for sure as in timeline order. And I want to see how that makes a difference. But I think it's not a matter of the content of the movie, which it does seem like for you, it's a matter of the content. I, for me, at least, it's just the timing. It's just really bad timing. You know, it would have yeah. felt different if we didn't know that she was going to die. <laughs> but it just felt oh, different. for sure. Yeah. Oh, I was is. thinking about this. It kind of made me sad. Like, she's probably been waiting to have a kid for like a couple of years now to like finish this these roles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Made you sad? <laughs> it made me sad. <laughs> Yeah, listen, weirdly, I know she's out of her mind, but I kind of like her and I always have. I just don't know what to do about that. You know, we all have flaws. Sounds like it's your own internal struggle. It really is. Like the stuff that she says, I'm like, what's going on? You don't have a publicist? If I want to play a tree, I'm going to play a tree. (laughs) Yeah. Or the, she did a zoo. They were doing like a, like a, an interview. The whole cast was doing an interview and they were talking about the movie and she brought up like Joss Whedon and how great the first Avengers was. It was like, have you read the news? Do you know who Joss Whedon is now? That's a no, no. We pretend he doesn't exist. Another bummer. I'm, I'm tired of this cancel culture. Like I get it. Okay. But like, we're not allowed to like anything anymore. 
I know. Well, Joss Whedon, I mean, I never like we didn't grow up loving Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, I don't feel no. aside from the Avengers, I don't feel a personal attachment to him at all. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, you know what it comes down to? You just don't trust a person with a mullet. Oh wow! <laughs> Did he tell <laughs> that? She, she have she, one. She had the oh, mullet she does. for a second. You know what I mean? Oh, like so, the short, the short hair. The short is like this. And the it just you just don't trust them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I shouldn't get that haircut. That's no. Good you 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 hated your bangs. You want to go as extreme oh, as getting a mullet? You guys, like these the bangs. bangs look fantastic. I don't know why she didn't like them. They would not cooperate, and you know it. You don't make me sound like I'm out of my mind. Didn't they? When remember when I did your bangs? That was a great night. And oh my people, god, I couldn't people stop. People responded to my story, going, "Oh my god, Sada's bangs." You know what? My skin looked amazing that night. My hair looked amazing that night. We went to the Cheesecake Factory. We had a good time. What a great and what a great night. Got some nachos, some cheesecake. That's a my god. We ate so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned like four baskets of bread. <laughs> it was oh, fun. Wow. We had a good time. I want to go back. Nobody I know likes back. the Cheesecake Factory except you. We haven't gone back with Kiana and Melody. We have to go before like Kiana leaves her school. I know. I agree. We'll drag her. This was our full breakdown, emergency breakdown of all things Marvel. Do you think we left anything out? I feel pretty good in our coverage. Yeah. Loki, we're happy for you. Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson, we're happy for you guys. So happy for you guys. Oh, I mean, we just were the biggest supporters. On a separate note, okay, listen, this King Kong movie I was watching is the one with oh, Tom Hiddleston, which was you really love, a coincidental. You love movies with apes. You really do. Planet of the no, Apes. But listen to me. I, I have never him. seen anyone look this good on camera. I know he's oh, attractive. Because it had Tom Hiddleston in it. Yeah, I couldn't believe my eyes. I thought this guy should be the next James Bond. Jenna. You know Go what watch it this is? Movie. It's on He's HBO. Tall, slim, and defined. And he it's wears so he wears the clothes very well. He wears his clothes very well. When he puts it's on like a, a suit, Jason doesn't he Bateman. wear well? Mm-hmm. Yes, I yes. agree. I swear to you, this movie, I think this guy should be the, ne- the next Bond. He just looks well, really good. If he's going to continue with Marvel, I don't think he's got, I don't think he got it then. Otherwise, I think he would have been done. I think oh if, he, if he took Bond, if they offered it to him and he wanted it, I don't think he'd be doing Marvel anymore. Well, you know what? My theory was that Henry Cavill was going to be the next Bond because he was no longer Superman. That's what I thought was going to happen. But now and I'm I, over I like my hate anymore. for him because oh, yes. I think I saw something on Dumois that made me go, huh? Yeah. And you know what? Anyone who disagrees with Henry Cavill is James Bond. Go watch the Guy Ritchie movie. I think 2015. It's called Man from Uncle. He's like not too buff in it, Jenna, so don't stress out. He plays like a suave spy. It's the perfect audition, but I don't know who it's going to be. There are so many options. Mm. Tom Hardy, even Charlie Hunnam, I think you could put up there. There are a lot of different people. And that's I it. Like that's the idea of Henry Cavill. Bond I like is, Henry Cavill. Uh, Bond is someone that you just want to, you know. Yeah. Ravaged. <laughs> I know. I, listen, I really, want, I really want Hunnam because I feel like he needs a franchise. He was going to be, you know, he auditioned for Thor. Allegedly, he made it pretty far in the auditions. Can you imagine? I could that? see that. I could. See yeah. That. All right. But who, I, who, uh, let's do a recastable. Who could play? Who else could play? Who else could be Loki? Loki? Maybe Owen Wilson. Our Loki? Who else could be? If Loki, Loki hadn't been casted. Oh, my could gosh. It have been maybe Luke Wilson. You know, if Loki hadn't been casted, what I would have done, I would have done instead of like the younger brother to Thor, the second fiddle, I would have done like the older brother. I know that doesn't work out in terms of who's ascending to the throne, but like an older 
bitter brother, I think would have been good. Instead of the younger bitter brother? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really really answered my question. (laughs) Okay, listen, hold on. Who could do it? Who could do it? Who did you say could do it? I said Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson? Put him on the screen with Owen. I like it. Luke Wilson? I like it. Oh my God. You know, I'm a Luke Wilson fan. There's there are far and there's not many of us, you know, but even I don't think I could I could go for that. Who's someone know, British could who could do it? Richard Madden. He's gonna be who the, played the older lo- who played oh Richard Madden, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. The younger no. brother, the younger one. No. No? He plays the black knight. No, here I'm gonna show you his photo. How do you not know who this I know guy is? I know who he is, but I don't remember who he plays in um Oh, Eternals. he plays like the lead character in the Eternals. Mm-hmm. This yeah, guy. no, not he. No, not him for Logie. He's too, too <laughs> handsome. What Tom Hiddleston? You Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston is handsome, but like he can look grungy and dirty. All he has to do is like cut his hair. You know what I mean? This guy's you know too what, pretty. Jenna? I'm going to show you Tom Hiddleston, Kong, Skull Island. You tell I, me if he's, if he's I not pretty. Know, I know what he looks like. I understand. I think he's very attractive, but he's not pretty. Like he's look not at this guy. Richard Madden is too pretty. There's a glare. Yeah. Okay. But Richard this Madden is, is too pretty. Um, <laughs> Who else could it be? Who else could it be? We need someone British. I don't know. Kit Harrington. Maybe I'm just thinking Game of Thrones now. You're thinking Kit too Harington. young. You're going too young. Jenna, Kit Harrington is is not, you know, a kid. And he's also going to be the, in the Eternals. <laughs> yes. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Maybe. No. You know who came to mind? Who? Ewan McGregor. Yes. Is that crazy? That could have worked. No, that could have worked. Richard. Why Gere. are we doing this? Why are we trying to <laughs> recast a decision made 10 years ago? <laughs> Wait, what about Tom Hardy? Mm. What about Killian Murphy? Yes. I think that's the best one. Okay. Yeah, we got totally, this. totally. That would have been it. great. Incredible. But they're, I feel like it would have been a very similar performance. I, I, so I don't know why, again, I don't know how we arrived at this point. We were casting James Bond and then all of a sudden we were recasting Loki. That was one of my questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Well, my final Black Widow question for you. If Black Widow is played by Emily Blunt, would you have been more interested in the movie? It's so hard to picture it. She was who was originally supposed to be. I know, but Black it's Widow. so hard to picture it. I can't see it happening at this point. I just wonder, like, with these characters, when we decide that we like them and we latch on to them, is it really because of character development and thoughtful writing? Or is it just because we like the actor and we latch onto them really quickly? You get what I'm saying? But I'm not even a Scarlett Johansson fan and I like still latched onto Black Widow. Okay. Just trying to. I think it's just the nostalgia of it. She's been they've been there. These are the people who have been there from the beginning. She was in the second Iron Man movie. That was a long time ago. It is nice to see kind of the one of the originals on screen. The one a face that you know. Face that you know. And with that being said, <laughs> thank you to all our listeners. We're back. You we're know, back. this was this was a <laughs> shot in the dark. This was an experiment. This may have been a little chaotic, but we're gonna have plans. We're gonna have plans. I'm gonna make Jenna recap movies that she hates that she doesn't want to sit through for one second. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to make me watch? You're going to make we'll me watch. Um, what's that movie that you love? The Last of the Mohicans, aren't you? I do love. Oh, my God. Thank you for saying that. We Daniel Day Lewis, a younger Daniel Day Lewis. 
Oh my God. So basically for making Thor in the nineties, Daniel Day-Lewis could have been Loki. That's Jenna. That's inspired. That's inspired casting. <laughs> okay. Then who plays Thor in the nineties? Oh God. In the nineties. It wouldn't be Brad, right? Leo? No. Leo's too much. No. Daniel Craig. I'm thinking British people. Well, oh, he's uh, Australian. Daniel Craig is British. Not Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What Aussie do you have in mind? <laughs> no, Hugh Jackman. But we need a blonde. Yeah. Don't we no. need a blonde? Yeah, Hugh Jackman as a blonde doesn't sit right. Or someone, yeah, who could be blonde. Oh, God, I had a name. I had a vision. What about the other James Bond, who's not Daniel Craig? Pierce Bronson? Yes. No. No. No, I take it back. <laughs> Okay, we're done Who playing. Who could game. have done it? <laughs> Sean Who is Penn? a famous blonde from the Sean 90s? Penn? No, Sean Penn? no, no, no. Michael Douglas. You know what's tough, though? When you put DDL on screen, you need Thor to be someone who won't be outshone by Daniel Day-Lewis. He needs to toe the line of, like, he can't steal the whole movie, and God knows he will. He'll turn Loki into an Oscar-winning performance. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, does he have to be blonde? Maybe we throw in Denzel. Yeah, you're right. We could do Denzel. But again, my mind went to Ewan McGregor, actually. I don't know why. I could have Mine really did seen too. that, actually. Yeah. Ewan McGregor and Daniel Day-Lewis, I really could have seen. Oh, what a pair. What a pair. We could okay, do old so- Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. This is madness. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh I've my unleashed gosh. chaos. Yes. Thank you to our listeners. This was just a hoot and a half. We'll be back uh-huh. better than ever. Thursdays. Okay. Thursdays. The podcast days. <laughs> Guys, right. it's been great. You know, S, me, Kang the Conqueror. Exactly. It's been lovely. <laughs> Bye, guys. Peace in the Middle East.